because that we're still experiencing, thank you, Gil, the afterglow of Hanukkah, the mimer that we're going to, not the mimer, the perush that we'll see this morning, the first one will come from Bereshus in Vayomer Elohim Yehi Or, which I really would have liked to have taught yesterday on Zos Hanukkah, but nonetheless, you know, it's all Torah, so it's okay. And then we'll see a, a perush from this week's Parsha. So the handout that you have, which as you can see was copied by my home copier and not the professional place I usually go to, <laughs> says, Vayomer Elohim Yehi Or. Now, you either have a two-sided paper, and if you do, it's on one of those sides, and if you have two pa papers stapled together, then you're all set to go on the front page there. Vayomer Elohim Yehi Or, it's about three or four lines down where it says, Pasuk Gimel, Pasuk Gimel, Vayomer Elohim Yehi Or. And Hashem said, Yehi Or, and let there be light. So the Ramban wants to comment on the word Amira, Vayomer, that Hashem spoke, and he said, Yehi Or. Milas Amira Bekhan, the word Amira, that God is saying something, here, lehoros, it is to teach us or to inform us al hachifetz, that the word vayomer here means that Hashem wanted, He wanted, He willed that there should be light. Kederach ma tomar and He brings a proof from a pasuk in Shmuel, which literally means, what does your nefesh say, and I will do it for you, but the pshat is, what does your nefesh want? So, matomar nafshecha, what do you want, what do you will, and I will do it for you. The Ramban is bringing that pasuk to show that the word vayomer, which usually means to speak, can mean to want or to will. Vayomer Elohim. Just going back on the Pasuk he just quoted from Shmuel, when it says, what it means is, what do you want? And then there's another one, another Pasuk which proves this out. Referring to Eliezer talking about Rivka, she shall be a wife to the son of your master, to Avraham's son Yitzchak, as Hashem said. But the Ramban says over there that really means as Hashem willed. Hashem spoke, he wanted this, he willed this to happen. As he says, Kasher Ratsa. There the word means as God wanted it to be. Kikain hu haratzon lefanav. This is Hashem's will. This is what Hashem wants. So that's the first comment of the Ramban. Vayomer Lakimihi Or means that God wanted there or he willed there to be light. Oh, or another pshat on the word Vayomer, who kagon machshava, that sometimes the word Vayomer can actually mean to think. So instead of saying Hashem said, it would be Hashem thought, Yehi or let there be light. And he brings a, 
a proof for that also from a pasuk as well. And this pasuk is in Yeshaya. Ma, sorry, kamo ha'omra bilavava, that you think it in, in her heart. And it says ha'omra, but it means chishva, she thought about it in her heart. Va'amru alufa Yehuda bilibam, or another example, and the princes of Yehudas shall say in their heart, but it really means they shall think in their heart. And that's the Pasuk from Zechariah. So now that we look at, uh, he, have, he has attached that either Ratzon concept or Machshava concept to the word Vayomer. I'm sorry, Mrs. Freya, yeah, please. Um, but when he these, yeah. says Right. It's, 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 it's true, it's a very good point, and here it does not say Bilibo, and it's possible that it, it's just understood that it's Belev Hashem. And the reason I say that is that one of the Meforshim on the Ramban here says that who's Hashem talking to? Right? Vayomer to who? So there's nobody there. There's no creations yet. So it could be just kamuvan that Vayomer means kviyochol to himself. That's possible because there's nobody to speak to there. And therefore it would not be necessary to say, believe Hashem. Sorry, you had a question? Or please, yeah. yeah I, I mm-hmm. just, just since we stopped, um, I, yeah. I, I, and it's also, I appreciate that Mr. Frank brought that up. Yeah. But also, the, the second passage that the Ramban brings says, Kedibar Hashem. Yes. And usually these things, aren't they normally a Gzerah yes. sort of thing where it's Amar? But here it's Dibar. So it's I agree. really much broader that the whole concept of Speaking, yeah. Not just the word amar. Right, okay. and you're right. Usually, he would bring a, pr- a pasuk that says the exact same word, right. like the first time, matomar nafshecha. So you do see from the Ramban that he's using each word, omer, diber, as speech, but bringing a raya from a speech word that it's machshava, even though it's not the same speech word. It's diber instead of omer. Yeah. So it is broader, and that's also a good deal that you made. Okay, yeah, please. So the Malachim, according to our Chachamim, because it does not say in the Torah, were created on day two. Right. So therefore, when, it, when Hashem says he or here, he's, they're not around yet. So this is Mamish at the beginning when he says it's the first Vayomer that we see. And, and you do have that later on in the Torah, later on in Bereshus, when Hashem, so to speak, consults with the Malachim, and He's speaking to them before He creates man. Nasa Odom, right? Let us make man. So now that He's established that the word Vayomer is either Ratzon or Machshava here, what is, that, what is it trying to say? V'ha'inyan lomar shalohaya ba'amel. It's to teach us that God created the, word, the world and it was without toil. There's no toil, just like a thought. Almost like in your own mind, you have a thought for a moment and it takes no effort. And speech is a, more of an effort than thinking. So it's to instruct that God did not toil to create the world. He's Hashem. There's no toil involved for Him. It's not difficult. 
for Hashem to create the world. And therefore the Chachamim called this Machshava, thought. Amru, and they said, Machshava Bayom, Hashem thought the world at the daytime. Hamasa im dimdu mechama, and the action itself was at sunset. So there's two stages. There's a thought stage, and then there's an action stage. And then another, a further development of the concept, concept, This is also to teach us that something is well thought out. It's planned. That God's creation of the world has a very, it's a very thoughtful creation of the world. Shayesh botam, and there's tam to it, right? There's depth. Lo chefetz pashut bilvad, not just tam that Hashem had a will to create the world, so he, so to speak, arbitrarily created it. Now everything is mechushav, everything is thought out and planned to the smallest detail. So that's the idea of Vayomer, that it's will or thought, it's to convey that there's no ummo, there's no toil, and that it's completely planned out and thought through. Umilas Havaya. Now what about the word Havaya, which means the word Yehi? Hashem says here, Yehi, or let there be light. The Ramban wants to talk about what's the place of that word. So Havaya is the same Shorish there. What, is it, what does it teach you? Mora almasa hazman ha'omed. It's referring to present tense. So like we say in modern Hebrew, hoveh. Ovar is past, hoveh is present, asid is future. So the Ramban calls hoveh zman omed. Current tense, standing time, literally. And it's saying, really, yehi or, the Ramban wants us to know, even though it sounds like future, yehi or, let there be light sometime later. But it doesn't mean that here. It means now. It means now that there's light. Come on, he gives an example of You are being for them as a king, which means right now, present, present tense. Therefore, the Pasuk says, Ki, Kishabora Chomer Hashamayim. When Hashem created this Chomer, this substance that was called Shamayim, as the Pasuk says, Bereshis Bor Elohim Es Hashamayim So from this Shamayim stuff, Chomer, Omar, he said, Hashem, Shayihiyah Min HaChomer HaHu that that substance, which is Shemayim substance, will have dovor mazhir, something radiant. The word mazhir means radiant, like Zohar. Zohar Rechama, the rays of the sun. So from this Shemayim Chomer, let there be right now, or it's going to shine. Kara'o or. And this mazhir, this radiant substance from a Shemayim, is called Ur. Now let's take a look on the bottom of the page for a minute and where it says, 
Milas Amira Bekan. It's, be, it's beneath the Ramban itself. It's into the commentary. I put a check there. You may have a whole punch through there. Just skip over the hole. It's not part of the Ramban. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's what was in the copy machine. Milas Amira Bekan. So first, the comment on the bottom is the Ramban saying Amira, the word Amira here, Makoro Bezohar, the Makor of the Ramban's words, that he says that Omer is Ratzon, or Machshava, it comes from a Zohar in Vayikra, Yudzayin, Beis, and here's a quote, Deho, Amira Reusahu. Amira speaking is Reusa, Reusa means Ratzon. So that's a quote from the Zohar. Amira is Reusa, meaning Ratzon. You might recognize this phrase, Yehei Rava Kadamach. We say in Berish Shemei before taking it, when taking out the Torah. That means Yehei Ratzon Milfanecha in Aramaic. Yehei Rava Kadamach. Rava is Ratzon. So that's the, that's the Makor from the Zohar. And he brings that Pasukah down from the Ramban again. Now, here, Rabbi Shavel, who wrote these notes, he now quotes a Rambam, not the Rambam, but the Rambam, in Morinavuchim, the guide for the perplexed, quote, Anytime you see in my Sebereshis, the word Vayomer, inyono ratza o chafatz. It means Hashem willed it or wanted it. So there's another source. This earlier, the Rambam, hundred years earlier than the Ramban, says similarly in the Moranavuchim that Vayomer is a lashon of rotze, that God willed it to be. And now he's going to quote what I mentioned to you before. Vuharav Abuhab, the Abuhab also an earlier commentary, Mavair, he explains. Shahukshalarabenu. What was the Ramban's difficulty here? That he took the word Vayomer instead of and he said to mean and he thought or he willed. What was troubling the Ramban? So the Abuhab says, Your question really, Elka, Halo Hamalachim lo nivru ad ata. The Malachim were not yet created. Umilas Vayomer Moreshadiberim Eze Nivra. And usually the word Vayomer means you're talking to somebody. So the Ramban wants to say, so what does it mean here? He's not talking to anybody. The Malachim are not yet created. Lochain Piresh Milas Vayomer. Therefore he explains the word Vayomer Lahoros Al Hachefetz. That it refers to Hashem willed, that he wanted this. Okay, so that's the Abu Hab's comment. Now he's going to say something else, also very interesting. Vihine, Rabbeinu Kavar Kosab, the Ramban wrote a little bit before, Shabayom Harishon, that on the first day, when it says, Bereshus Borolokim Es HaShemayim Es HaOretz, Nivra'u Shomayim V'toldo Sehem V'ha'oretz V'toldo Sehem that the heavens and all of its categories, all of its you know, ramifications and created legions were created, and the oritz means the earth and all of its created categories. 
Vlachain Mefarish Bukhol Haparsha Milos Vayomer Gozar. So therefore you'll find that in other places here in Bereshis, when the when the Torah says Vayomer, the Ramban does not say it means Machshava or Ratsan in other places. Rather it means Shayatsu Mibichino Sehem sorry, Mikochaniusam Lapoel. It means that they went from potential to actual. So this is what he means. We didn't see this, Ramban, but he says, That means Hashem created the heavens and all of its categories and the earth and all of its categories in potential. And each time it says the word Vayomer, it's the actualization of that potential. That's what the Ramban says in other places here. Avol, however, be'inyan ho'or hazeh, but regarding this first light in creation, when Hashem says va'yihi or, she'eno ha'ma'oros birikia ha'shamayim, this is not referring to the planets and the stars and the sun and the moon. It's not referring to the bodies of light, because when are they created? Day four. So they're not here yet. And the Ramban is, and the Torah is talking about light. Elohor Haganus. This is talking about this primal light, this first light that Hashem created. According to many, it's a spiritual light. It's a Dovra Ruchni. It's called the Or Haganus. That's why I wanted us to be a, a Hanukkah mimer, because the Or Haganus, as for him to say, is in the menorah. That light that Hashem hid at the beginning of creation, it comes out when we light the candles in the menorah. The nivdulhu b'maimer shamayim v'oretz. So this creation of Vayihi or is really a separate thing than hashamayim v'oretz. Because if it were included in that, and then Hashem simply brought it into actualization, He wouldn't have said it means thought or will. He would say that it means Hashem then brought it out into Pa'ula. But this is a different light. Nivdal, that's what he says, it's a separate light. So, Hutzach lefaresh milas vayomer inyan chefetz. Therefore, the Ramban was compelled to say that this vayomer is different because this or is different. It's not like the rest of creation. It wasn't created in potential, and then it was actualized. It was created right now, like he said before, in the present tense, just as it is. He created it. It's there, and it's an expression of ratzon. Ubazeh, yuvan, lashon, rabbeinu. Now we can be medayek further. A nice diuk. Why the Ramban begins this by saying, milas amira bekan. The word Amira here. So the Ramban's Lushan is always precise. He could have just said Milas Amira. The word Amira means Mahshava, thought. But he said Milas Amira Bekan. Right here where it says Vayihi Or, that God created this special light that became the Or Haganus. That's a different kind of Amira. It's thought, it's Mahshava. And that's why it has its own category and why the Ramban says the word bekan.
because elsewhere he explains the word Vayomer as actualization of potential. Yeah, please, Mrs. Friend. I think what he's saying is that it, it's not in potential and then actualized, but it simply shines off of the of this, this Shamayim Chomer stuff. And it was cr- created like that. I think that's what he's saying. It's a very, very difficult concept to grasp, but I think that's the idea. That this Shamayim stuff was made to have a radiance to it. And that's the Vayihi Or. It's not the actualization of some hidden potential that now is actualized. It is the radiance of this Shamayim Chomer. Now this Or, Or Haganu is that Rashi refers to from the Chazal and also the Ramban here, that Hashem hid this light. This, this is the light that Hashem hid because he saw that the Rishoim would misuse it in creation. He didn't want that to happen. So he hid it away for tzaddikim, lo'asilavo, and it expresses itself. The Baal Shem Tov said, the Or Haganus is in the Torah. When God hid the light, where did he hide it? The Baal Shem says, in the Torah. Swarm HaKadoshim say, in the menorah. Others say it's in Shabbos as well. So it kind of peeks out into the world in, in special times, and it's there. It's this Or Haganus. And the Or Haganus the B'nai Saskar writes, was present for 36 hours in creation, and then it was taken away. Elka, do you have a hand up, please? Yes, I do. Um, so, just, oh, I know what I want to ask you. Um, when you said at the beginning uh, that uh, this is the thought of the planet, it wasn't arbitrary, I'm wondering, was it the whole entire world of still Mashiach that was thought out? Absolutely. The only thing is that you have the other, the factor of Bechira as well. The ongoing workings of the universe, right, for all time. Yeah, that's a, that would be my understanding of it. That that creation was made in such a way that it's going to happen in this orderly thought out Mahushavdik way, Mitrilasovyadsofo. And so everything about it is Mahushav. Yeah. And just to clarify, because I got a little bit confused, the mm-hmm. there were two different points you're making. One was that it was thought potential and then actualized, but then I thought, is it a different opinion that that's not the case? I don't know, you said seems to say two different things. Yeah, those are two things that the Ramban says elsewhere that Hashem created potential, and then every time it says Vayomer, that potential was actualized. This is different, right? And that's why he says Milas Amira Bekan, to let us know it's different than the other Vayomers in Bereshis. This or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Linda, please. Right. Yeah, that it had it had to be present for a certain amount of time, 
and actually in the world before it was hidden away. And why 36 hours, I certainly don't know. Why Dafka that number? I may have mentioned to you last week that in terms of the connection to Hanukkah, if you don't count the Shamash, because it's not one of the mitzvah candles per se, if you add up all the candles, one plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six plus seven plus eight, that equals 36. So the 36 candles of the menorah are corresponding to the 36 shaos that the Orhagonas was here, and it's shining through the, through the menorah. Yeah. So it has a very strong relationship to the menorah, but why Davka here for 36 hours? I don't know. Agab, I would say it's double high, right? So. <laughs> Which part? The, that's the B'nai Yisosfer. B'nai Yisosfer, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, Regina, please. The hidden Sadiqim. That, which you talked about, yeah, could very well correspond to that as well. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so he really discusses this elsewhere that what Chomer Hashemayim and Chomer or it's, it's the stuff, there's really no better word for it that I know, from which all the heavens come from. Raman calls it hiyuli, it's a Greek word. Yeah, the stuff, the material from which the heavens came from and the stuff from which the earth and the physical creation comes from. We can speculate, but they call it hiyuli. That's the word they use, yeah. Yeah, that's what the Ramban, that's how he refers to it, yeah. Okay, and we're just going to read one line of the next one, and just to kind of get a certain point across. So, Vayihi Or, and Hashem said, let there be light. I guess I should say Hashem thought, let there be light. Lo Omar Vayihi Chen, it's back on the Ramban on top, and it says Vayihi Or, it's the second line from the end of the actual Ramban paragraph. The Torah does not say here, as it does throughout the rest of my Sebereshis, and it was so. If you look through Bereshis here, you'll find Hashem creates something, and then it says, So it should say, But it doesn't, it says, Why? Even though it says, By other days, because this first light that was created did not stay that way. It was not omade as Hashem created it for all the days of the world. Like other acts of creation. So when it says Hashem made, the, let's say, the trees or the, um, the growing things, it can say because God made them and they were to stay like that for the rest of time. So they were. But the or wasn't. Hashem hid it. He hid it away. And it did not remain the way that it was originally created. He did something else to it. And therefore the Torah says or instead of to let us know that it did not remain that way. It was hidden away.
V'yesh l'raboseinu b'zeh midrash b'sod ne'elam. And our Chachamim have a deep secret about this concept. And as we saw earlier, he does not usually elaborate on those things. He just kind of lets it know that it's, that it's there, and so it is here as well. Sod ne'elam. Okay. Um, any question on that? Anybody have a comment or question on that? Okay, let's take a look at the bottom of the page there where the check is, and it says, Besod Ne'elam, that there's a secret here. Mavur Birukanti, the Rukanti also is a great Makubal, and he, his words are quoted a lot here. Ubabir Abus Ola, another earlier Makubal. Shirabenu Kivain, the Midrash Besefer Habohir. That the Ramban is referring to a Midrash in the Sefer Habohir. That's an early, very early Kabbalistic work from the time of the Chachamim. And it says, quote, What does it mean when it says, Hashem said, let there be light, and there was light? It says, and it doesn't say, like the Ramban brings out. It's to teach, that that initial light was very great. And no creation could even look at it because it was so bright. So Hashem hid it for tzadikim in the future. So that again is a remiss to the Or HaGonas that he's talking about here, that nobody could even be able to look at that very, very powerful light. Okay. What's that? I mean, even the Malachim as well. Maybe even the Malachim as well, who were not yet created. Great. Oh, right, right, right. right. So if it's there for 36 hours, and in Ochinami they were around then, right, yeah. Yeah, it's going to shine into Olam Haba. What's that? No, we only experience it in this world in those, in those ways that I mentioned where it peaks out at certain special times. All right, so that's the part from Bereshis, and I did not get a chance to photocopy what we're going to do from the, from the Parsha, so just uh, listen in. I'm sorry that I don't have it on, on the, uh, on the uh, photocopied sheets. Okay, if you want to know where this is, we're going to be in Parsha's Vayigash, this week's parsha, Perak Mem Hey Pasuk Aleph. So Yosef is there with his brothers, and they're in front of him. And the pasuk says, "I'll quote it: Velo Yochol Yosef Pek Lechol Hanitzavim Alav." Yosef was not able to hold himself back to all of those who were standing in front of him, or literally on him. So what's happening here? It's getting very close to the moment where Yosef says, "Ani Yosef." And we've seen in the Torah several times that he had to go out because he had to cry and he leaves and he washes his face and he comes back in. It's getting more and more difficult for Yosef to hold back telling his, brother, his brothers who he is. And finally gets to the point where Velo Yocho Yosef he can't anymore. So the Ramban is going to give a few different pshatim on that. The first one is a quote from Rashi. Lo Yocho Lisbol. 
that the word lehisabeg means to bear. He couldn't bear it anymore. To be sovel, we use that in modern Hebrew too. He wasn't able to be sovel. He simply could not bear anymore not saying who he was. So Rashi says that's the meaning of the word lehisabeg. Can't be sovel anymore. What was, what was it that he couldn't be sovel? He could not bear it that the Mitzrim would be standing there in that room and they would hear his brothers being embarrassed when he made himself known to them. So according to Rashi, it's not like he couldn't hold himself back. He could have. Yosef HaTzadik. But he couldn't hold himself back. He couldn't be so vil that when he's about to say who he is, all those other people would hear and his brothers would be embarrassed in front of that he couldn't be so vil. So it wasn't about his own abilities. It was that he couldn't bear for his brothers to suffer that busha, which would come out if they were to have stayed in the, in the room. So that's Rashi. Verebi Avram Amar lihisapek lisbol. The Avinezra says, like Rashi, that the word lehisapek means lisbol. He couldn't bear it anymore. But he has a different shot on the second part. L'chol hanitzavim alav, to all those who stood there, ta'amo, it means, ad sheyetzu kol hanitzavim alav. That Yosef could not bear holding on to this until everybody would walk out of the room. So like the Eben Ezra, it really means Yosef himself. He can't hold himself back anymore, even as long as it would take the people in the room to walk out the door. He can't hold back. So he had to call out, get out! So really, like the Eben Ezra, he can't be so well, and it's just coming down to the last, last minute, and he is not able for people to naturally disband and leave the room. So he says, everybody out. L'chol hanitzavim alav, he couldn't wait till they all left. That's Rashi and the Eben Ezra. So the word means the same, lisbol, but the pshad is quite different. One is going on the brother's busha, the other is on his own abilities to hold himself back while they're filing out. Right, so that's the first look at it. And however, aval unklus tirgain, but the unklus translates this word as lehischasna, Aramaic. And what does that mean? Zokter Ramban lehischazek, to strengthen himself. That's what lehisapek means. So Yosef was no longer able to strengthen himself. Now, you could say that seems to mean the same thing as he couldn't hold himself back, but it's giving you more insight because holding oneself back requires, you've got to go like, give yourself this chizuk. So, le'is chazek, he could not strengthen himself to hold back anymore. It's quite similar, but it's emphasizing the inner process that a person has to go through in order to hold back, which is to be mischazek. And he brings a proof for this from Shmuel, v'chein v'is apak v'a'aleh ha'ole. 
Shaul HaMelech is saying to Shmuel why he didn't wait for Shmuel to come in a certain battle with the police team. So Shaul says, I strengthened myself and I brought up a korban ola. Ve'is apak, that's the word the Navi uses there, same as over here. V'chein kol lashon his apkus makom chazak. So the Ramban says similarly, and that whenever you find the word lehisapek, hisabkus, it has to do with strengthening. Now, so that's a different shot of the word, and now the Ramban is going to actually bring out, in his point of view, what was happening here. Vahanachon be'enai, what appears to me to be correct is, shohoyusham mibes paro umin hamitzri'im anashim rabim. There were a lot of people in the king's, in Yosef's chamber at that time, when the brothers were there. A lot of people there. What were they doing? All the people that were there started to plead with Yosef, forgive Binyamin. So not just Yehuda, but everybody who was there in the room who heard Yehuda's plea, they were moved by it. And they started to plead with Yosef. Because their own compassion was aroused when it came to Yehuda's supplications, his tachanunim, and now they're all in the room and Yosef is being overwhelmed by this crowd of people. Forgive him, forgive him. And he's the viceroy, right? You don't, you don't do that so readily to the second in command of Paro. You've got to watch your step. But all the people were just completely moved by Yehuda's words. It gives us insight into the power of Yehuda's words and his plea. And Yosef was not able to strengthen himself to hold back against that whole crowd of people. That's not just Yehuda who's pleading now, it's the whole room. And that he can't bear. So what does he do? Vayikra la'avadav, he calls to his servants, the people who are close to him, hotziyu kol ish nochri olai. Take all of these strangers out of here. Right, this entourage, this large crowd which is gathered in the room, get them out. Ki adaberi mohem, as I'm about to speak with my brothers. So Yosef says, everybody out. Vayetsu me'olav, and they left. Then when they left, that's when he brought out this great cry, this bechi. And Mitzrayim heard, the Torah says, and the people of Paro's house, those people who had just been excused from the room and asked to leave, so they're hanging around outside, right? you know, kind of like this, right? They're out there, and now they heard it. They're still in the outer chambers. So the Ramban doesn't say this, but it just kind of seems to me that they really wanted to find out what's going to happen here. It just reminds me, I was once at a a very important community meeting a couple years ago, and there were some people in the vicinity um, who were employees but they knew that it was an important meeting, but they weren't in the room. And then um, after it was over, 
so a few of them kind of said, we were listening. <laughs> like they really wanted to know what was happening in there. So it, it, it reminds me of that, that they're in this an- anteroom. They're outside in the Chotzer HaChitzona, but they're not that far away. And Yosef then lets out a cry, and now everybody hears, because they're right there in the next room. But they don't hear the busha of the brothers. All they know is Yosef's crying. They did not hear what he said to them, so the busha factor, which was Yosef's main goal, according to the Eben Ezra, that was accomplished. And it's also possible, that when it says the people who were standing there, maybe it doesn't mean a whole crowd of people, like he said the first time, but it means rather his servants, his attendants, as it says in Ruth, the one who was Nitzav, standing over the other gatherers, he's in charge of them. The Rabban is focusing on the word Nitzavim, that sometimes the words Nitzavim means more than standing, it means an official who's standing in charge. So it could be them. Vitam Vayikra. So what does it mean Yosef called out? Sheherim kolo bekaas, that he called out in anger. Va'omar limeshor sav, and he says to his servants, Hotsiu kol alai, get everybody out of the room. Bilti ho'anashim ho'ele, except for these men, meaning his brothers. Vitam ha'otza, why did he tell them to leave? Shahutsiya misham kideshelo yishma'u bahazkir lohem ha'mechira. He didn't want them to hear when Yosef would have to say to his brothers, Atem mechartem osi mitzrayma, you sold me into Egypt. He didn't want the Mitzrim to hear those words. Now, we're, we're thinking because, like we said before, it would embarrass his, his brothers. That's one shot. The Ramban comes from a different point of view. Kitihiya lohem begame love the mishol. If the Egyptians hear what happened, between Yosef and his brothers, it will be both for them, the brothers, and for him, Yosef, a michshol. It will be a stumbling block. It's a black eye on our people in the face of the Mitzrim. Shayomru avdei paro u'mitzrim aleihem, that the avodim and paro will say, elu anshe bogdos, look at these people. These guys sold their own brother. Um, I'm not quite sure we want, we want to have what to do with them. Did you see what he... What he said to them, you sold me to Mitzrayim? Lo yoguru why should we let them live here and stay here? Velo yidruchu barmanoseinu, they shouldn't tread in our homes and in our, our palaces. So Yosef was afraid that the Mitzrayim would hear it and then have a bad impression. And he didn't want that to happen because they need to be there. Bogdu ba'achehem, continuing what the Mitzrayim would say, they dealt treacherously with their brother. Gamba avihem, and not only that, but with their father, Bogdu, Mayasu b'melech. What are they going to do to the king? Right? If they did this to their own family, what are they going to do to Paro, Uba'amo, and to his people, and to us? The Gamba Yosef lo yaminu od, and they would no longer believe in Yosef. By powerful words, that that's going to change his whole, their whole impression of Yosef if they hear what happens. Yosef obviously doesn't want that to happen, 
So hotziu kolish me planai. I'm sorry, someone had a question. Miri had a question? Yeah, please. Yeah. Let's see, Mitzrayim, right. So nobody could hear, it. Right. like right. And nobody could hear those words at all. Right. And like both him, either for his brother's embarrassment sake or for yeah. the bad impression, that makes a tremendous amount of sense that Yosef is being very careful yeah. that what he's actually saying is not heard, even though they hear his, his crying, but they don't hear his words. Yeah. Yes, Robinson, please. The, the mice, all that Yes, it did happen, right. I mean, yeah. we don't know that that had anything to do with their calculations, but they did turn against us. And later on in history, we have ten martyrs who pay the price because the Goyim say, you know, this happened here and you have to pay a price for right. it. Right. And even if he whispered it to them, he cried out and all of Mitzrayim heard. Everybody had to inquire, what was that about? I mean, I'm assuming that... It got out. It didn't. It didn't get out. No, they kept it quiet. As a matter of fact, the Mephorashim said that even Yaakov was never told how this happened. Mm-hmm. Even so Yaakov Avinu. Wrote it in the Torah. That's it. What do you mean? I mean, otherwise, if, if that hadn't been written in the I mean, Torah, you could assume people would know. Is that what you're saying? Except that we know differently? No, I'm misunderstanding you. saying that he went through all this so right. that it wouldn't be known, but it's, it's so known, it's Except written in the, the Torah, the whole world. Oh, okay, now they know, and, right, okay. And, and, <laughs> right, and, right. and there was yeah. a price to pay yeah. because yeah. of that. Right, but this is immediate. So, this is immediate, right? This is going to affect... Even that cry that everybody heard, nobody knew what it was about, the, you know... They completely <laughs> hid it, even from Yaakov Avinu, he did not know about the Mechira. So what Yaakov Avinu, yeah. So, and we don't know. We don't know. To, to me, that's a mystery. So, w- did Yaakov ever say, so how did you get here? <laughs> we, we're not, did he? Yeah. Well, he never, Yosef yeah. never, you know, my art, Nicole Barron had a Please. discussion with Okay. Then Does he write it in his uh, pamphlet? It's my nephew, that's why I want to know. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. He kept his distance. That was part of that. Thank you. But again, for the same reason, because so this shouldn't get out. Yosef. Yosef did not see his brothers often. He did not see Yaakov often. Often. They saw each other. And this is part of the reason why. To keep this under wraps. Yeah. And so also the fact, so, so you said that it did happen and it's written in the Torah. But of course, as we say, you don't have to do your dirty laundry in public, right? So, yeah, it happened, and it was a horrible thing. But we know why it happened, and Yosef told his brothers why it happened. Elohim, Hashem made this happen. You didn't do it. God made this happen. We can be macabre that, but the midstream are not going to be, say, oh, yeah, that was just Hashgacha Pratis, right? Now we understand. They're not going to say that. So Yosef's being very careful about it. So it's very important to us if you don't, pick that up from the, just reading the, the Torah at all, that you think it was a very public event. Yeah, yeah. And to appreciate the uh, effort that went into keeping it and that it was successful, yeah. it, 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 it lends itself to really appreciating that this was something that Yosef did for the benefit of his brothers. Because if you just read it without all that, it's really hard to... You wouldn't see that, right. That story. Right. Also, the Rabbeinu Bachaye writes in last week's parasha that Binyamin also knew 
about the Mechira. All those years. So we know that Yitzchak knew, because Yitzchak didn't tell Yaakov, he, he held he wasn't allowed to. Binyamin also knew, what Rebbe says, and he also didn't tell Yaakov over the years, because he knew that it, you, you were not supposed to, it was not allowed, you can't say. There was a cherub that the brothers made when they saw Yosef, and who was part of the cherub? Hashem. They were machrim Hashem also as part of that, so they can't, they can't say that. One other thing I wanted to say, no, I'm out of time, this about Lo Yochel Yosef Lehitzapek. I saw this last year in one of the Svorim HaKadoshim. I just don't remember where I saw it. This beautiful shot. He says, this Sa'ar that the brothers were having through Yosef and what he was doing to them, that it counted towards Shibud Mitzrayim. So therefore, as long as Yosef could hold out imposing this Tsar on his brothers, that shortens the time of slavery in Mitzrayim. Because they're already experiencing it. So he, he wanted to hold out all the way. So there would be no further Shibud. And the Torah says, Yosef He couldn't anymore. He was at the end of his rope and he had to. But for as long as he did, he was able to deduct from the time of Shibud Mitzrayim based on the Tsar that they were having as Klal Yisrael. There's the Shvatim in Mitzrayim. Okay, have a great week, everybody. Asher Koah. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great day, everybody.